Welcome to Slim and Satisfied, a podcast about weight loss for women dealing with hormonal imbalances. I'm Daphna Chazen, registered dietitian and weight loss coach, and I invite you to join me weekly for conversations, practical strategies, and resources that will lead you on the right path to feeling satisfied with your body and your life. And now, let's get to today's episode. And welcome back to another episode of the Slim and Satisfied podcast. I'm your host, Daphna Chazen. I'm a registered dietitian and a weight loss expert, and I help women, specifically those with hormonal imbalances and conditions like PCOS, heal their body, lose weight, and find a diet or a healthy eating plan, I should say, that works for them for life. So what we focus on today's episode and in the podcast in general is how to set the right goals, how to come up with a meal plan, an eating plan, a lifestyle plan that's going to be easy for you to implement and that's going to get you closer to your health goals and where you want to be and how you want to feel in your body. I want to focus today on how to set the right types of goals and what makes a good goal because we're right around the time of year where everyone is setting New Year's resolutions and this is a big time for people to take inventory of what's happened in the past year. So right now we're at the end of 2019 going into 2020 and I want to make sure that if you do go out and make goals and look at the next year as an opportunity to do better with your meals, with your diet, with your weight, I want your goals to be highly effective so that you can accomplish them and that you can see progress in the new year. And that takes a little bit of time and effort and thinking because most people don't set the right goals and that's why New Year's resolutions oftentimes fail. So I wanna make sure that we're focusing today on how to make a goal very realistic, very attainable, and very effective, right? So the goals that you make should get you closer to where you want to be, whether it's weight loss, whether it's feeling better, regaining your menstrual cycle, improving fertility, or gaining control over things like cravings, emotional eating, whatever that may be for you, maybe a combination of a few of the things that I just mentioned, all of these things can be accomplished with food and lifestyle changes. But to do that, you need to know what you need to be focusing on because there are so many different ways to do that. There are so many mixed messages out there and it gets really confusing to know where should I start? What should I do next? And if you've been on different diets or or you've been following a certain type of eating for a little while, it may be really hard for you to step away from that and do something different. So a lot of times we get stuck in these cycles of ineffective plans or things that are not really giving us the right results, but we don't know any better. We don't know any difference, so we just keep doing them. So one of the ways that you can break out of that and hopefully in the new year, come up with a plan that you feel more confident with, you really enjoy following, and that gives you the right results that you're looking for, and that can all be accomplished with setting the right goal. So it all starts at the bottom with a good solid goal. And I'm gonna show you how to do that today's in today's episode. Before we jump into that, I wanna make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast. So if you take a few seconds right now to hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode, I will be putting out some bonus episodes in January and I wanna make sure that you get notified when those are out 
because I don't email my list about it or put up anything on social media related to those bonus episodes. These are only for people who are subscribed to the podcast. So make sure that you're one of those people. Hit that subscribe button. It takes two seconds and you'll be notified anytime I put out a bonus episode. The other thing I wanted to mention is that I am over on Instagram sharing all kinds of tips and recipes and suggestions as well as videos. And you can get connected with me, ask me questions, leave me a comment, and I would love to be communicating with you over there. So if you go over to IG, I'm at PCOS Nutritionist Daphna, all one word, PCOS Nutritionist Daphna. That's my handle on both Instagram and Facebook. So make sure you head on over there and message me to say hi. I would love, love, love to see you there. Okay, we're gonna keep today's episode short and sweet. So this is more like a tip, a quick tip for today because I really want you to spend time focusing on building a solid goal for yourself for the next week or two. And I'm gonna show you exactly how to do that in today's episode. I'm gonna tell you the steps that you need to take, but I wanna tell you that the reason I wanted to talk about this is that I see a one main difference between women who work with me and truly transform their habits and those other women who still show up, they do the work, but they kinda get stuck. They keep struggling with the same issues over and over again. And usually what makes the difference between these two types of women is the quality of their goals. The women who take massive action week by week are the ones who have solid goals put together. So they're following one specific goal each week and they're not veering off of that one goal. So they're laser focused on getting one thing accomplished in their week. And I'm gonna give you some examples of what that could be. But these are the people who really end up building on top of their goals week by week by week. And after three months, you're gonna see that person having lost 25 pounds, feeling more energetic, feeling like they have a good routine going. They're going to the gym, they're sleeping better, they're fitting better in their clothes, they're feeling more confident. These are all things that you may not see week after week, but if you just stay laser focused and you keep working and fine tuning your goals, After three months, that could make a huge difference. So these are the women who take something that may seem rudimentary, may seem really trivial and small, and they build on top of it. So they master that and they move on and they master one other small goal and then they move on. And by the end of two, three, four, eight weeks, they now have a good routine going that's all made up of a bunch of small goals. So goals can definitely be a very powerful factor in someone's success, a very, very crucial element to how successful someone is and how consistent they are. Because here's the thing, if you have a goal, you're more invested in the process, you're more motivated to keep going because if you set a small goal for yourself for this coming week and you accomplished it, that's gonna give you a boost of confidence and motivation. You're gonna wanna keep going and see what can I accomplish next? What else can I do? It's also gonna help you stay very focused. So when you're focused on one specific area, you don't have shiny object syndrome. You're not jumping from keto to paleo to gym to hydration to all different elements of healthy living. You're focusing on one thing and you're focused on getting that dialed in so well that it becomes second nature. Now it becomes your habit. So if you're focused on one area at a time, you're much more likely to make big progress And then of course, when you have a goal, it creates some sort of a system of checks and balances. So you don't really settle 
for less than the best possible results when you're working on a specific goal. So I'm gonna show you an example of this, but really quickly I can tell you that, for example, if you had a goal of going to the gym two times this week, which may not seem like that much, but actually if you're going zero times a week, going two times a week is a great place to start. It's very realistic. So now if you only went one time a week, now you have a benchmark. Now you know how to measure yourself and you can actually use that information to tweak your goal. So maybe once a week is where you need to be right now. And let me tell you, going once a week for four consecutive weeks is better than going four times a week for just one week. You see what I'm saying? You wanna be consistent, you're playing the long game. You don't wanna just follow a goal that's too aggressive or too unrealistic for you for a short period of time. And when you set the goal in the correct way, you're gonna be able to tell. You're gonna be able to know right away if a goal is too ambitious for you, if you need to take a step back and tweak it a little bit. So it's a great way to put some checks and balances on yourself and really evaluate if the goal is right for where you are right now. Meet yourself where you are. Don't try to copy someone else's goals. Don't try to set goals that you think are what you should be doing because chances are those are goals you won't be able to stick with long-term. It's better to meet yourself where you're at and do something that's realistic and attainable and that you can be consistent with long-term. So to get started, I want you to think about what your goal should be. And one pointer that I can give you to direct you to the right area is think about the things that you know are happening most frequently right now that are not aligned with your health goals. So I'll give you a few examples, but what I don't want you to be focusing on are things that are happening rarely. Those are the things like vacations or weddings, or if you only go out to eat once a month, I don't want you to focus on improving upon those areas because they're likely not making enough of an impact in your day right now. What matters most is what happens 70, 80, 90% of the time, and those are usually our day-to-day habits. So for example, if you always wake up a little bit too late in the morning and you don't leave yourself time to grab a healthy snack or to eat breakfast or to even think about your day in terms of food, and you kind of leave it up to chance and you end up ordering food or skipping meals or overeating once you get home because you didn't eat all day, That's a great area to focus on. What kind of things could you be doing? What kind of goals could you be setting in that area in order to make it better and to reduce the frequency that those unhealthy behaviors are happening at? So for example, if you're someone who tends to get really busy at work and you're not paying attention to the time and before you know it, it's time to go home and you're driving home and as soon as you open up the door, you're starving. This happens all the time. It used to happen to me all the time. I would eat very little during the day, either because I was busy or because I wasn't paying attention, or maybe I was intentionally skipping meals so that I can eat more at night. That used to be my thing. And of course that always backfired. So it never worked. I always felt lousy at night because I would overeat and then I would feel guilty. And that was kind of a cycle. So if you find yourself in a cycle like that, or maybe you snack too much after dinner, or maybe you tend to eat emotionally because you feel some anxiety or stress, if those are things that are happening frequently, those are great areas to address. And again, those goals don't have to be dramatic. So it's not like if you're someone who snacks at night, 
a very unrealistic goal would be to say, I'm not going to snack at night, right? That's not the kind of goal we want to set. So let's think about this for a second. When we start with what's happening most frequently, that's going to be making the biggest impact for us. So if we talk about skipping meals and then overeating at night, now we want to take it a step further and think about one realistic way to make it better. So we already said that not doing it is not realistic, right? I'm not quite there yet. And that's what I mean when I say meet yourself where you are. You may not be at a point where you're ready to not snack at all, but what could you do? Ask yourself, what could I realistically do that's a little bit better than that? How can I improve upon that without totally eliminating that habit altogether quite yet? Well, maybe I could dedicate three to five minutes. So again, I'm asking very little of myself. Do you see that? I want to make it really small and realistic. I'm going to dedicate three to five minutes in the morning to grabbing a snack. And here's the thing. I know it needs to be a grab-and-go snack. I know that it can't be something that I need to be cooking because I'm not ready for that. I'm not going to be doing that. So I'm going to make time, and when I say time, I mean very little time, three to five minutes to grab a snack, grab-and-go. And to do that, I know that I'm going to need to buy a few items that require no prep and have them ready to go. So things like maybe a granola bar or bags of nuts or protein shakes, or a piece of fruit, or pre-cooked eggs. Those are all examples of no prep needed items that I could have on hand to grab and go. It should take me no more than two or three minutes to actually take those things, put them in my bag, and leave the house. So let's quickly recap. We identified what area I need to be working on, and then we made it realistic. Now what I want to do is add some numbers to it. So this is really important. You want to have some numerical component to your goal so that you can evaluate whether or not you met it. And it's also going to help the goal become more specific, even more specific than what we already have it. So when we add numbers to it, in our example, let's say two days a week, I will grab two snacks before leaving the house. So you see what I'm saying? Instead of saying, I'm going to be grabbing some things on some days to make sure that I don't skip meals. No, I want to make it really specific and again, very realistic. I don't want to say I'm going to do it every day. That may be a little too much for me. I want to say that I'm going to be committing to doing it two days a week and I'm going to be grabbing two snacks on each one of these days. Now that's really specific and detailed and I know exactly what I need to do. A good goal should really show you what the steps are that are needed for you to accomplish it, okay? So here's an example of a goal that wouldn't be very actionable right now. So if I said, I want to eat healthier this week, or I want to eat more food during the day this week. So that may sound like what I'm trying to accomplish, but it's actually not telling me what I need to do. It's very vague. It's very subjective. And I'm actually not sure what are the steps that I need to follow in order to accomplish this. Let's go back to our goal and see now that we've added numbers to it, how can we make it even better? The next step is going to be to get even more specific with it, believe it or not. So my goal was so far to grab two snacks on two days of the week before I leave the house. I'm going to say that for this week, in order for it to be really specific and actionable, I'm going to set the actual days and I'm going to actually determine what the snacks are going to be. I want to get that detailed with it. 
This, ladies, is how you make progress. You need to give yourself marching orders. You need to give yourself the exact steps that you need to take. Otherwise, all you have on your hand is a very vague, loose goal that you'll likely forget about by the time your week gets going. So in order for this to get very specific, I'm going to say that my goal for this week is on Monday and Friday to grab a bar and a banana before leaving the house. And I may take it a step further and put the bar and the banana on the counter or in my purse or in my car or even bring it to my office in the beginning of the week on Monday so that I don't have to remember to do it on Friday. So these are the building blocks of a good goal. It needs to be specific, it needs to be realistic, and it's gotta have a numerical component in it so that I can fully evaluate at the end of the week if I did it or not. And even if I didn't do it fully, did I do better than the previous week? What do I need to do to make this goal a little bit more fitted into my lifestyle right now? So don't worry, if you follow a goal and it wasn't perfect, First of all, we're not going for perfection, we're going for progress, so always remember that. And what it really means is that that goal may not have been suitable for where you are right now. So you need to tweak it, you need to take a step back, you need to maybe change the frequency, you need to maybe change the type of food that you're looking to add or replace. These are all the things that you could be looking at to change up the goal and make it more appropriate to where you are right now. What you don't want to be doing is forget about the whole thing altogether and just throw in the towel and say you're done. That's definitely not the way to get you closer to where you want to be with your health. Now, here's one place where a lot of ladies run into trouble, and that is getting overly excited with goals. We all tend to get all gung-ho and do a bunch of things at once, and we want the most dramatic change in the least amount of time. But here's the thing. The burnout is very high when you do something like that. So don't get tempted to work on more than one goal each week, especially if you're just getting started. So if you're someone who's been working with a healthcare professional, maybe you're working with me, maybe you're working with someone else, and you already have built some sort of momentum, that's okay. We may be working on a couple things at once. But for most people who are just getting started, You want to make sure that you're not getting tempted to pursue multiple goals at one time because chances are it's going to become too much. So keep that in mind. All right. I hope that you found this quick tip about how to set goals in a sustainable, realistic way helpful, especially as we wrap up the new year. And I want to ask you a question. In 2020, are you going to keep on wishing that things turn out differently for you? Or are you committed to finally feeling like you love your body, you're getting excited about incorporating the right foods to manage your symptoms, and you're being intentional with how you go about your day when it comes to eating? If so, make sure that you're setting high quality goals and you're following through with them, okay? If you're fully committed You don't want to be wishing. Wishing is not a strategy. You don't want to be hoping and wishing that things turn out differently because chances are they're not going to unless you do something to change them. So make sure that you're setting powerful goals that are going to propel you forward. And if you want help with that, I'd be happy to be your guide. You can contact me at daphna at daphnachazen.com. That's my email address. And I'd be happy to point you in the right direction. And if we're a good fit for each other, maybe we get to work together in the new year. So make sure that you're setting goals 
that propel you forward. I can't wait to hear all about it. So if you head on over to Instagram and leave me a DM, I want to know what goals you're setting for the next week or so, or maybe for the new year. I'm at PCOS Nutritionist Daphna. So definitely come on over there and say hello. And I hope that you're going to take today as inspiration to make 2020 your best year yet.